I met my match with sprouts. I cannot overeat sprouts. Like if I'm eating an abundance of sprouts, my brain will connect with my microbiome, will connect with my stomach and my whole body and say, stop. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest and I get to do this in person, which is my absolute 100% favorite thing to do. We are social distancing and we're both very healthy individuals. Today in the studio slash Zen Den, I have a very special person that I've been wanting to interview for a very long time. Uh, his name is Doug Evans. He is a serial health food entrepreneur, I would say. And uh, his latest book, The Sprout Book, what it was so uh, pivotal for me to understand. And I've been studying about food and health for a long time. And there's so many things in this book that I did not know that were so fascinating. And I had seen a couple of interviews that you had done. Uh, I saw an Instagram live that you did with Leanna Warner Gray. And that's where I was like, I need to talk to this man because he sounds like he knows so much. And I just, after reading your story and just hearing about how you grew up, I was like, this person is my spirit animal and I need to know him. So thank you so much for coming to my house. My pleasure. Like any opportunity <laughs> to do something live in this time yeah. is so important. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for having me. Thank you for your interest in sprouting and Let's just jump in. So yeah. What do you want to know? Yeah. So, you know, obviously, I don't want to say obviously, we are in the middle of a pandemic right now. I think one of the biggest things that is ailing our country is this surge of people being, you can totally shift however you want. Doug is shifting on the new couch. It's not been broken in yet. Do whatever you want. Um, just this sort of um, surge of, of, I don't want to say surge of unhealthiness, but you know, there, we are a really unhealthy country. I think our first line of defense against illness is our immunity. And I feel like a lot of people are really sick. Um, it could be a slew of reasons. Maybe it's genetics. Maybe it's the type of food that they're eating in the food industry. There's just so many things I grew up in an environment where, um, you know, I grew up during the LA riots in 92 in East Los Angeles. Uh, we were, um, you know, not, we didn't have access to healthy food. There was a lot of fat laden Hispanic food, a lot of to go McDonald's, you know, like lots of 
um, really unhealthy things. And so it took me a long time uh, to get to a place where I was severely unhealthy and I was depressed. I was on antidepressants. I was like almost 200 pounds. Like I was really in a bad place and I was suffering from debilitating panic attacks. And one of my friends who was in the organic food movement, which back in, you know, even in the early 2000s was not a really huge thing, especially in an urban uh, setting. And so I started to learn about uh, food as medicine. And I read about the China study, and that's what sparked my interest in learning about how food impacts your overall health. And that's a long way of saying that. It's been a long journey for me to just learn about food and getting into yoga and meditation. And that really helped set the trajectory of my life. And now I get to um, do all of these, you know, trainings and I teach yoga to different people. And, and my main focus was to bring all of this education and knowledge to at-risk communities that don't maybe have access. And I know that that's something that you do as well. You try to bring this information to to make it affordable for everybody. Um, so that's just the long way of me saying that, um, you know, what, what you said about sprouts, sprouting in particular, and how it, we can all make things more bioavailable for us to be our optimum health was um, really compelling to me. That and just the side, the fact that you are, a serial entrepreneur and that you have this like entrepreneurial spirit and you've done so many things in your career and you've been able to see when you needed to make shifts in your life. I, I just, I was really inspired by it. So that's my long introduction to why I wanted to interview you. Well, Rosie, it's a pleasure to be here. I love, radically love. I love it. And I listen to it and Unlike most things that I'm very like directed on with you, I'll just randomly pick any of your <laughs> podcasts to see what I can learn from someone who I would not consciously or deliberately choose. So your energy is very welcoming and I feel you're honest and you've got wonderful intentions. So that that's why I'm here. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> so, so sprouts. Yeah. So, so we're in a time right now where, if we think about what's going on in the world, or in particular the United States, that we have uh, health issues, we've got virus issues, we've got illnesses, right? So these things are are facts. So we cannot control if someone doesn't social distance and somehow infects us. We cannot control that, right? And hopefully our best friends aren't hugging someone else or our family. So there's things that are out of our control. The things that are in our control are what we eat, right? What we what what we use our cell phones for. Yeah. You know, where do we sleep? What do we eat? So just to keep this as laser focused as possible on food, my philosophy on food is that everything that you put in your mouth is a life or death decision. And that if more people were aware of that 
and did the homework or a fraction of the homework that you do, and they were aware of that, then we wouldn't be a society where a third of the people are overweight or obese. Mm. A third of the people have heart disease or cancer or diabetes or all these chronic debilitating diseases, which cause them to take drugs, pharmaceuticals, allopathic drugs, which also have cross complications and side effects. So for me, my mother, may she rest in peace, died of stomach cancer. But two years before that, my aunt got diabetes and they chopped off her feet below her ankles. And my brother said, if that ever happened to me, I would kill myself because he couldn't imagine not being mobile like that. And then my brother got diabetes, became overweight, had hypertension, and then had the first of three strokes and a heart attack. And then my father died of heart disease. So I can go on and I'm not being a victim. Like all of these things that happened helped build me to who I am today. So with that information, I was still 38 pounds overweight. I was still eating fast food, junk food, street food. I remember like one of my last non-plant-based meals was buying a duck out of the window in Chinatown and being so impatient that I didn't even let them chop it up. I just bought the duck and I tore into it like sitting on a on a stoop in Little Italy. Oh my um, God. And while I'm eating the duck, I'm thinking about what pastries I'm going to get from the, the pastry shop around the corner. So food, unequivocally for me, I can't speak for other people, food is very much like a drug mm. and food can affect everything about how I feel, my weight, my energy, my level of fatigue, my tiredness, my sleep, everything was affected by food in, in this concept mm -hmm. and context of talking about food. So in 1999, um, I met someone who was a vegan and that was my first exposure to plant-based. I didn't know what vegan was. I thought it was slang or a shortcut for vegetarian. And I went down this journey and within two weeks, I nailed it. I went from um, eating street food and junk to vegetarian, to vegan, to whole food, plant-based, raw vegan. And I did that for 17 years. And that was a powerful exposure for me, mm. powerful. Now I'm still whole food, plant-based. I'm mostly raw, mostly sprouts and fruit, but my shift and compassion towards the environment and towards the animals as still focused on health, but I realized that steamed vegetables or cooked vegetables or whole grains are okay. They don't have the same high vibrational energy mm -hmm. that we have um, with sprouts and fresh fruit, but I think they're okay. What's not okay for me is I don't do added fats, added oils, added sugars. So whole food, plant-based, uh, no salt, oil, or sugar, lots of fruit and sprouts. I, can you, I wanna know more about this, not know about, but the whole high vibration of food is 
something that's always been um, a fascinating thing for me because I know that when I eat high, and I've done all of it, I've done vegan, I've done uh, raw, I did raw um, whole foods for like two or three years and and it was good, but it, it just, I, I needed to go back to being a vegan. Um, it just, there was something about it that was like, I just couldn't, I didn't have the energy that I thought that I needed, which is kind of interesting. It was a weird time in my life, which has a lot to do. This is my whole point is, is anytime I really pay attention to the foods that I'm eating, it's instant my mood changes instantly my sleep patterns change instantly i'm an emotional eater so especially at the beginning of covid like i i'm i'm a sugar addict that's part of like my thing you know i i am a sweet and i'm not saying sugar addict people think like oh cakes and whatever it's i'm a vegan junk food junkie like i go for the vegan tiramisu or i do lots of you know like applesauce like you know so so that kind of sugar to me is still you know it's emotional because yeah. i need that um the comfort when i'm feeling emotionally um uncertain of what's going to happen to the state of the world yeah i mean we are in unusual times but what's happening is these unusual times are hitting us close to home. Mm. A lot of times these things are happening outside the tsunami in Thailand or this or that. It's so far away here. It's right in our face. So we're seeing it. But I, I want you to know, I love sugar. Okay. I love sugar. On the way here, <laughs> I ate a half a watermelon. I'll show you my spoon. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I have, I have a um, uh, OXO watermelon <laughs> scooper. No, no, it's it's a, it's an ice cream scooper. So it's like the most strongest weighted spoon <laughs> that I can use to scoop the watermelon, and I will scoop it down to the whiteness. Like there, there will. It's literally like a game till there's no more watermelon left. But so I'm glad we can laugh about that. So I'm aware of that. And what happens is the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you want to eat. Yeah. And so my life landed me in a place of 2017 where I had all of the time in the world, right? So, and there's enough written about that. It doesn't matter. So I had all the time in the world. So I traveled. I went to Japan, I went to Hawaii, I went to Thailand, I went to Malaysia, I went to Bali. Yeah. And then I ended up having a vision that there were hot springs near Joshua Tree. And I love hot springs. I could be full throttle and then I go into the hot springs and I like turn to, I just melt. Like I, they take over my sensory system and I, I just become in a state of bliss. The most instant like um, meditative state for me to get into is hot water um, one or two degrees above my body temperature. So 
I craved hot springs. Mm. Um, most hot springs, they add chemicals to, you know, because of public health and safety. I didn't know that. So the rare ones where, where they fill up the tub and then they drain it, so every person's getting their own batch of fresh, hot mineral spring water without chlorine, without additives, um, bromine, etc. So there's a lot of hidden things that are revealed in mm -hmm. the course when you have time on your hands. So I said, I am going to find hot springs. I want to see sunsets. I want to see sunrises. I want to see the Milky Way. I want to watch the moon go through its cycle from a new moon through the crescent moon to the full moon to the waning moon. And I want to be in nature. Mm. So I moved to the desert and I was a happy camper my first night being in nature. And then on the second day, it's like, what am I going to eat? And that's when I realized I was in a food desert, not just the Mojave Desert. So I get in the car, I drive an hour and 15 minutes to Whole Foods each way. I'm buying things that are expensive, that have packaging, mm -hmm. that have all of these things. I'm sitting, sem not like LA traffic, but still sitting in the car. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not going to do this. So I had first been exposed to sprouting over 25 years ago. And in my plant-based journey, I always thought that if stuff hit the fan, then I could sprout. Mm -hmm. And, but I had never really been a serious sprouter. Come living in the Mojave Desert in a yurt, I said, okay, got some mason jars, got some cheesecloth, ordered some sprouting seeds. Within 30 days, 50% of my calories, 50% of what I was eating, sprouts. And not just mung bean and alfalfa and sunflower, which were my three go-to sprouts over decades. Mm -hmm. I start azuki and green pea and lentil and broccoli and radish and clover and soy. Like what better way to eat soy than a sprouted organic um, soybean? So any of these things, I'm sprouting. And then I realized that I bought all these seeds and then for the next month, six weeks, I didn't spend any more money except when I was buying fruit at the farmer's market. That that two tablespoons of broccoli seeds would turn into six cups of broccoli sprouts. So it was a force multiplier. And so that was this first like month of me having my mind blown yeah. with sprouts. My sugar cravings went down. My energy went up and my and this is a woo-woo podcast. I like it, yes. Right? Yes. My intuition like started to tune in, like to things. Tell us more about that. Well, 
I had the peace of mind and I started to think about what I wanted to do. In every other part of my life, I was in a race and thinking that when I accomplished this goal, then I could do this. And then I realized life is what's happening right now. And what can I do right now? And so I became very deliberate in what I was doing right now. So even though I was in the desert, no one was chasing me, I started to run. And I started to enjoy the heat and be grateful that my body would adapt to the heat. And then people said, well, Doug, it's really hot. You could pass out. So I bought a Camelback, put two liters in it, and then I had my water and my phone. And I would tell someone, hey, I'm going out on a trail. But I became very tuned in. And then I started to research the nutritional benefits of sprouts. In 2019 alone, 1,500 white papers, peer-reviewed, double-blind, placebo-tested research papers on broccoli sprouts alone and sulforaphane from around the world. And I was like, whoa. And then other sprouts, almost no research. And so I said, I now know my passion. Like mm -hmm. I need to get this message out to the world. Hey, I'm eating sprouts. I'm feeling good. There's a lot of nutrition. Why the heck isn't everybody eating sprouts? So I went to New York. I pitched one publisher. They bought my book. And then the real work began. And if you read my bio, mm -hmm. I never went to college. I never wrote essays. It was the hardest thing in the world mm -hmm. for me to write 288 pages, 60,000 words. Really hard mm -hmm. for me to do that. And I didn't need the, I didn't need to do it, but I couldn't quit because I, I did have a need to share this information. Oh. And get it out there. Yeah. I, I love that so much because I, as you know, I told you I'm in the middle of writing a book right now. And after reading your book, I just felt very, um, I've tried, you and I probably just meet out after we're done and we can talk about it because I just feel like I need somebody to show me how to sprout. Like I need to know how to do it. You know, I'm a tactile learner and I can watch a video. I can read about it, but I just need to be able to do it one time so that I can know how to do it. You know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Because once I know how to do it, then it, I I can do it, you know, and I feel like for me, I'm really into going back to the question, you know, about the high vibration. I, I really do believe that I love what you said about every choice that we make is a life or death decision. decision. Yeah. And so whenever I feel like I'm really anxious or I'm feeling overwhelmed or I feel like I don't have the mental acuity to focus on something because I'm like you, I'm like, I'm writing this book and I really want to be able to, to do it myself. I don't, I don't, you know, there's so many people out there that eat people I know that have used ghostwriters or they have other people write the book for them. That's great. That's their prerogative. But 
for me, I want to be able to do it myself. You know, I want to be able to just use my voice and tell my story. And I feel like a lot of the, I, I think about the last couple of months during this crazy time and all the garbage I've put into my system, you know, junk food junkie again. It's like just all of the treats and the things. And I noticed that it's what you're saying. It, it just continues to perpetuate the imbalance that if when you're out of balance, you're going to crave more of the imbalance. And yeah. so I think that for me, just really um, being mindful about those decisions as well as, I mean, I'm sure the people that are listening to this podcast know I've talked about this in the past, but I think it's so important to really look at it in that way because it really wakes us up to the power that we have, our own power of making those decisions or doing what we need to do in order to learn how to do something and not say, well, you know, it's easy for Doug to sprout because he's been doing it his whole life or, you know, he knows how to do it. So it's easy or, or people that are into health and wellness know how to do it because it's easy. You know, I'm, I'm speaking specifically to the people that are listening to this, that maybe this is the first time they're hearing about. Yeah. Let's talk about sprouts yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So basically seeds are the source of all plant life on the planet. So without seeds, there would be no trees, no vegetables, no food, period. So these seeds have um, just like the journey of a seed. So if we talk about broccoli, a broccoli seed, if planted and watered and will, will sprout, it will germinate and then it will grow leafy green and then will grow into a complete broccoli as we know it in the grocery store. If you let that broccoli continue to grow, it will then flower and grow pods and replicated seeds. So one broccoli seed, if nurtured through this journey, can replicate itself 600 times in two years. And then it's a force multiplier. Then you're into the millions within, within years. These seeds, this germination state, also known as sprouting, was a state that universally, except for the hippy-dippy trippies and alfalfa sprouts and the certain Asian cuisines and other cuisines where they used mung beans, for all intents and purposes, this sprouting germination stage was overlooked because these seeds would go into the ground and grow mature vegetables and fruit and take weeks or months or years. And that was people ate the, the harvest of these fruits and vegetables that grew maturely. Mm -hmm. So sprouting was not considered a food group or a source, or if anything, they were a garnish. For me, living in the desert, being plant-based and having a voracious appetite, these seeds became my food. And I started to soak, rinse, sprout, eat, repeat. Like that was my, my method. And it turned out that I can overeat a lot of things. Like I haven't had it for over 17 years, Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream or soy delicious. I could eat a pint and if they had bigger containers, I would eat the two pint one. 
and I could eat a lot. I have been like, I met my match with sprouts. I cannot overeat sprouts. Like if I'm eating an abundance of sprouts, my brain will connect with my microbiome, will connect with my stomach and my whole body and say, stop. And so it's very interesting mm. that even on like the other range of the spectrum, Weight Watchers, raw fruits and vegetables in the Weight Watcher system have zero points. So if you're on Weight Watchers, they encourage you, eat as much as you want of raw fruits and vegetables until you're not hungry or until you're full. And sprouts are raw vegetables. So there was that like supporting information. And then there was other information that I learned that when we talk about broccoli sprouts. Mm -hmm. So it's well known that cruciferous vegetables have super nutrient properties, anti-cancer, they kill cancer cells. They don't cure cancer, but they can kill cancer cells. I didn't know much about that. I researched and found Dr. Jed Fahey, the professor at Johns Hopkins University, who did work on broccoli sprouts. So they researched cruciferous vegetables. They researched broccoli had the most of these properties. And broccoli sprouts by Dr. Jed Fahey and his colleague there determined that broccoli sprouts had the most of this compound called glucoraphanin. And when you chewed on the broccoli sprouts, you would release these enzymes called myrosinase. And so now you have glucoraphanin and myrosinase. And when they merge, it's like a fusion. And that was part of the plant's defensive mechanism so that if a predator or an insect takes a bite and they do it, the two things would mix and like, boom, it would create something spicy and not nice for the other plants. That was the plant defense mechanism. mechanism. Yeah. Turns out that one of the most effective, if not the most effective treatment, again, not cure for autism spectrum disorder are broccoli sprouts because of sulforaphane, which is the result of this glucoraphanin in my rosinase form. Mm. So all this research was coming out on there. And in my brain, I was like, if this is happening just in broccoli sprouts, then all the cruciferous vegetables and all those sprouts probably have similar benefits and other things. So I started to research and I learned that chia, like when you sprout chia, yeah. mm -hmm. they are a complete protein. So they have all nine essential amino acids. They also are incredibly packed in omega-3 um, fatty acids. And that when you sprout the chia, you're taking this hard, dense, condensed shell and you're adding life to it and it opens up. So you're increasing the fiber and you're increasing the antioxidant and you're increasing the potassium and you're getting chlorophyll because the leaves grow to the sun. So there's all this magic that was happening with sprouts. But if we were to hone back in on this one week, two week period, sprouts grow without sunlight. They grow without soil. 
they grow with very little amounts of water. And you can grow them using the most rudimentary tools. You can buy a glass jar or a plastic jar, some cheesecloth, get some seeds, uh, add water, and just show them a little love two or three times a day. And the sprouts will reward you with, with a bounty that, and this is the kicker, this sprouting that I was doing was in one cubic foot, size of a milk crate um, in, my, in my kitchen. One cubic foot was generating 50% of my calories. And I was in the juice world for a little bit. And if you were to go to Air One or Press Juicery or Juice Press, you'd spend $7 for juice. Mm -hmm. If you were to juice at home, you'd probably spend 10 yeah. because you're buying more produce. You've got the waste and the time and the labor. If you were to buy sprouts in Air One or Whole Foods, you spend a dollar to a dollar 25 per ounce. So a little pack of sprouts, four ounces will cost four or $5. If you sprout them at home, it will cost you 25 cents. So the economic leverage where a lot of these healthy superfoods from Peru and Ecuador and Mexico, all these things, they're expensive, mm -hmm. sold in the health food stores, and I consume them sometimes, and I'm all for that, but they're not accessible. Mm. Sprouts and sprouting are accessible. And that's where I did my podcast with Marion Williamson at the beginning of COVID because I wanted to talk about food equality. Mm -hmm. I reached out to her, one of her besties, and I said, hey, look, I know you care about the universe. I know you care about people. I know these are your, your forms. I want to talk to you about how sprouting could help equalize the food system whereas anyone can afford to buy seeds, mm -hmm. add water, and then have their own organic vegetable garden on their kitchen countertop in the size of a toaster oven. Wow. Yeah. Do you hear that, everybody? We all have to sprout. Yeah. I, well, and look, I'm going to do some more things like why sprouting. If you were to take a half a cup of lentils, by the way, lentils, are about $2 a pound, right? So really inexpensive of, of lentils, like 12 cents, 14 cents an Does ounce. Does it matter if they're organic or not? I'm a big organic guy. I'm a big organic guy. I would say if you're going to sprout, save your extra pennies and buy organic sprouting seeds. And the, there's, there's a few factors that I want to share with people that I think are important. Organic, um, not sprayed with pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, um, chemicals, where normal seeds may be sprayed with fungicides, herbicides, pesticides to keep the rats and the rodents and other insects away from them. And you really don't want to be consuming you want to get seeds that are designed for sprouting because those are the top of the, the chain where they've been tested for high germination rate. 
So if you're just buying seeds and you're throwing them in the garden and half germinate, you're okay. But if you're going to be sprouting them, you want the highest degree of germination because the seeds that don't sprout end up turning into mold, right? They're just mm -hmm. like the bad apple in, in the bushel. Mm -hmm. And then you want to buy seeds that are also tested for pathogens. So that way you're starting off with seeds that have been tested for um, the foodborne culprits, yeah. E. coli, Listeria, mm -hmm. Salmonella. So they're, they're testing in advance. So they're not much more money, but when I started to sprout, these things didn't exist. So now they exist. So we have to use new information. So you buy the seeds. So if you were to start with a half a cup of sprouted lentils, sprout, sprouting lentils, lentils designed for sprouting, it would be about ah, 30 cents, 30, 40 cents. And you add water in three days, they will double or double plus in volume. So a half a cup would turn into one cup or one and a quarter cup. They would double their antioxidant values. So whatever antioxidants they have, whether it's red ones or beta carotene or um, anthocyanidins or green with chlorophyll, whatever they have, they're doubling. Antioxidants are doubling. Vitamin C is tripling, tripling the level of vitamin C. So people already think lentils are healthy. Imagine by adding water, eating them raw, sprouting them, you're tripling your vitamin C. And you're doubling the soluble fiber and the insoluble fiber. So your fiber. So as Dr. Will writes in Fiber Fueled, most people do not have a protein deficiency. They have a fiber deficiency. Mm -hmm. So increasing the fiber. And when you're consuming sprouts, you're getting these tender little vegetables that are supple. Not like trying to eat the stem of mature kale yeah, oh. with insoluble fiber that will pass through the system not being digested. Right? Good for a movement, but not good for the nutritional um, bioavailability for you. So the idea that you can take a variety, dozens of different seeds, and you like spicy, you like plain, you want protein, you want omega, uh, you want uh, omega three fatty acids, you want crunchy. Um, they all exist in the sprout kingdom, but they all exist because you're just getting seeds, and you're sprouting them. And so, in in the past, I may have been a little bit more strident, mm -hmm. telling everybody, "Be like my, be like me." eat only plants, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Um, the dove with the sprout religion is do whatever you want. What I'm inviting you to is to add sprouts to your life. And they easily go with breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, soups, smoothies, juices, wraps, that everyone can have it. And one of my favorite things in the world is just eating raw sprouts. But for you, if you like a more culinary part, you can add a dressing that you like. Um, we like tahini. I love know, tahini. Right? So tahini, um, tahini 
and sprouts are great. I took the idea of the book and went to a professional recipe developer because I'm not a chef. I eat I eat like a magnet. <laughs> Right, I'm like a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal, just gathering seeds and fruits. But I, I, I can appreciate recipes, but I went to a recipe developer, Lita Scheintel, and I said, look, here's your challenge. I want to, for the Sprout book, mm-hmm. have 40 recipes that are all plant-based, all raw, with 50% of the volume being sprouts and we created like these incredible recipes and they're in the book yeah they are and i've done two of them that were amazing and incredible and this was part of my other ask of you because this this is just where was it i did the super green sprout smoothie which That's is powerful. it's Tori's favorite. He loves that one. And then Tori I did looks good. Tori's been a vegetarian since he was 15. He's 48. He's wow, going to be 49. Great. You do too. You guys have that 54. same. I'm 54. I mean, you guys have good genetics. That's all I'm saying. No, no, and no. then there was the, it was a lemony uh, cauliflower salad. Lemony cauliflower. Oh, there it is. Yes, it's on page 200. And that was really good. I am not I'm not a fan of the currants, but I added them anyway. And it gave me that sweet that I like, you know, that little. So let's go back to talk about sugar, because this is really so if I want to eat sprouts in the morning, like I want to make some chia seed. Yeah. Pudding. Yeah. Sprouted chia pudding. Yeah. For breakfast. Yes. I would do simple like if you like fruit the lowest glycemic fruit yeah are berries yeah right yes. blackberries blueberries raspberries berries are really good. what about watermelon and papaya i think watermelon is mostly water good fiber very rich color and i like organic watermelon yeah i like organic watermelon with seeds i like oh. to chew the seeds what? okay and I like to consume almost the entire watermelon. Oh my god! Okay, so so here's the here's the, the the thing that you can do with the watermelon. It's part of the delay gratification part is, and this is why it's important for for raw. You get the raw, organic watermelon, and you take the little knife, and it's very meditative. And you take a slice and the smallest bit of the watermelon outside green you eat it's a little bitter and then you eat a little bit more and when you get the bitter and you chew it and you know that there's the prize inside so you work your way through the watermelon and you Kind of shave off the outside. I'm talking about like the sugar baby. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had those. Imagine washing them well, and you eat the green layer, you eat the white layer, and then you have this big, juicy, um, 
red watermelon, but you've earned your way <laughs> through the by eating like the parts because the green is the chlorophyll and oh, the white yeah. is, is great nutrients, great fiber. And the red is very much a sugar rush. But yeah. I have to tell you, if you eat the red first, you're going to have a hard time eating, eating the, the white. And the green. Yeah. But if you eat the green first and then the white, the red is the prize. Okay. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that next time because I love, I'm like you when you were, you were saying that you have that hard spoon that you oh, just, yeah. oh, I can eat. I ate an entire watermelon, I don't know, like a couple of months ago. And I just, I could not believe that I ate, you know, and one of those, what do you call them? Sugar babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Okay. I want to go back to talking about. Um, one other thing on the show. Yes. Dates. Dates oh, are your friend. I love dates. Yeah. You can eat like organic medjool dates and literally you will, if you eat them slowly, and you chew them, you're going to get to a point because it's a whole natural fruit, right? There, yeah. there food that you'll slow down. Yeah. Right. Fresh, fresh digs. Oh, I mean to live for. So the, the challenge is you want to have things that are fresh, right? Because if you have things that are dry, if you have things that are overly processed, things that are refined, like the reason I don't do oil is because you're stripping away all the fiber, all the protein, and mm -hmm. you're left with just the pure fat. Mm -hmm. And the pure fat goes right into the brain and says, oh, fat, fat, I need more of this because mm -hmm. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. It's like what Doug Lyle and Alan Goldhammer wrote in The Pleasure okay. Trap. Yeah. Right? So, so that's where I'm really so concerned about eating things that are not whole yeah if you eat whole and you don't have issues i see no problem with sugar from fruits yeah but i'll also tell you the more sprouts you eat the less the less you'll desire yeah did you know that there is one phase of sleep that almost everyone fails to get enough of and this is the one phase of sleep that is responsible for most of your body's daily rejuvenation, repair, controlling hunger, weight loss hormones, boosting energy, and so much more. I'm talking about deep sleep. And if you don't get enough, you'll probably always struggle with cravings, slow metabolism, premature aging, or even worse conditions. Why don't most people get enough of this one important phase of sleep? A big reason is magnesium deficiency, because over 80% of the population is deficient in magnesium. Magnesium increases GABA, which encourages relaxation on a cellular level, which is critical for sleep. Magnesium also plays a key role in regulating your body's stress response system. Those with magnesium deficiency usually have higher anxiety and stress levels, which negatively impacts sleep as well. Now, before you go out and buy a magnesium supplement, it's important to understand that the most magnesium products out there are either synthetic or only have one or two forms of magnesium. When in reality, your body needs all seven forms of this essential sleep mineral. That's why I recommend a product my friends over at BioOptimizers created called Magnesium Breakthrough. Taking this magnesium before bed helps you relax and wake up refreshed and energized. And this is when I take it. The deep sleep benefits are really noticeable. I also love that BioOptimizers offers free shipping on select orders. 
and they offer a 365 day money back guarantee on all their products. Plus they have a customer satisfaction rating of 99.3%. Very impressive. You can get 10% off of Magnesium Breakthrough, the best aid I know for boosting deep sleep. At biooptimizers.com forward slash radically loved. Be sure to use the radically loved 10 for a 10% off. That's B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com forward slash R A D I C A L L Y L O V E D. And don't forget to use the code radically loved 10. And now back to our show. I, um, so when you cook your vegetables, because you, you cook some, you said, or my, you... My wife. Okay. My wife cooks. I, if it were up to me, you would like just... I'd be eating fruit and sprouts and like, I mean, when, before she moved, you know, uh, into the land, like I didn't have a kitchen. I just had a refrigerator. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. That's great. So, I mean, will she cook with oils and stuff? Very, little. very little. What kind? Like, um, coconut oil, mm -hmm. avocado oil. Yeah. But I think the, the essence of like for me, um, if she cooks with oil and seasoning, I'll, I may overeat. Mm. And, and then I don't feel good and then I'm grumpy and then uh, not able to serve the goddess yeah. if I'm not in my peak state. Yeah. So, so we're very well aware. Like the other night, we were working late and it was like midnight. And all of a sudden she's like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, I'm hungry too. And she's like, Deb, if you eat now, you're not going to be happy. So I drank water and didn't eat. And she ate. She, she, need, she needs to keep, keep, keep the weight on. I need to just maintain. Like, maintain. <laughs> so I didn't eat and I just drank the water. And it, to me, it was a, it was a victory. Wow. Like every temptation yeah. resisted made me stronger. Yeah. And I loved it. So good. Oh, that's so great. That's really good. I like that a lot. So I want to go back to the sprouting. Uh, I want to ask you about the water. So is what kind of water should I be using when I sprout? Is it important to use filtered water? Or can we just use water from the tap? Even though I know the answer to that. Yeah, it's a good question. And you should ask questions that anyway, because part of this is sharing. So depending on where you live, mm -hmm. right? Mm. So if you have middle America and the tap water is just coming from an, a well and it's untreated, then that's good. Um, if the water is coming from a municipal water system and it's treated with ozone or UV, that's pretty good. If they add chlorine to it, chlorine is designed to kill, right? To kill microbes and other parts. So you may have a harder time sprouting in them. If you leave water and chlorine out, the chlorine will dissipate, turn into salt and become less of an issue. So if you are gonna do that, you could boil, um, boil the water, mm. right? Like, and, and use that. If money is a concern, right, you can use, let the tap water. Filters are good, spring waters are good, distilled water is good. The seeds want to germinate. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I just, I just want to share that. The seeds want to germinate. So, but you want to have conditions that are as clean and as are ideal as possible. But if you don't have access to filtered water or any of the uh, uh, 
like luxurious one percenter things that that we have use what you have just use what you have and then you'll get alignment yeah right and then you'll, you'll start to make better choices like you know i was trying to think like why starbucks is so successful right so successful is because people can't afford everyone can't afford a lexus or a, or a tesla but people can come up with five bucks for, for the cup of coffee and then they get to walk around with the brand and they can feel like there's there's something. And one of the things when you live by yourself and out in the desert, you really don't care about there's no one to impress. Like the 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 rabbits and the lizards <laughs> and the rattlesnakes, they don't care what I'm wearing, they don't care what I do. Um so you come into the city and you look around, um, it, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's much harder to be healthier. I think hard to be healthier when there's peer pressure in groups, which is why uh, I encourage people to be deliberate about who they surround themselves with. Yeah. And I, I love for, for your listeners, I encourage people to um, buy the book, right? To self plug, buy the Sprout book, right? Buy the book and um, either encourage a few of your friends to buy it too, or buy it for them, or just share the information and start like living little sprout clubs, little sprout groups, and then everyone share their victory and their share their success. On my Instagram, every day, I have dozens of people sharing um, their sprout success stories. And these are people with without green thumbs, without gardens, without huge economic resources, but they're so excited that they are partnering with nature to grow their own food without any excuses and without any obstacles. Mm. Oh, that's so good, Doug. I love that so much. I And again, that's where, you know, I feel like the way that you've, delivered this message and this information in the book was so accessible and so um, to the point and it really made me feel empowered the way that it was written the way that you you talk about the importance of sprouting and how we can really um, take control of the choices that we're making you know I think it's really it's really great to be able to bring this to as many people that you can, that we can, because I think it's really, really important. This is an area where we forget if anyone is listening to your podcast, they have already won the ovarian lottery. Like they are the luckiest people in history. They've already won. And now it's a matter of, okay, I've won, I'm alive in this date and time, and somehow I'm listening to this podcast. Now, how do I use my 168 hours to create the life that I want to create? Like, how do I do that? And the, the thing that you can do, like you can't control if you're driving on the highway and someone crosses the yellow line and, and bumps into you. You can't control that. You, you could maybe stay in your house and right. not go out, right. but not go out, um, and you can't control all sorts of stuff that's going on. 
you can control what you want. And right now, someone else wants to control who you eat. Processed food companies, right? With billions of dollars in advertising to control, aren't you hungry, right? Lays, you can only eat one. You can't only eat one. People are vying for your brain. So sprouts, like we love sprouts. We buy them in five gallon buckets with 35 pounds of seeds. And then we reuse the buckets on the farm, on the ranch. But imagine not creating the packaging waste. Right, just imagine you're buying things, you're adding water. So it's part of like waking up. Like I never thought about these things. Like if, if 30 years ago, 35 years ago when I was 15 years old, if I didn't litter, the only thing reason why I wouldn't litter, do you know why? Because I didn't want to have the shame of doing it in front of someone else. Mm. But otherwise, I didn't care. I didn't care. And now, like, I don't think I care too much. I think I care. And, and it all matters, yeah. right? The, the water use, the land use, the food waste. Like, I have compassion for anyone who's working in a slaughterhouse is going to get physically sick to the degree we don't know. The mental sickness and then this, the smell and bringing it home and then the impact on the families. In all of these things, there's so many things going on. So if we can revert to simpler things, right? Like what's more simple? Picking seeds, adding water, growing your sprouts, and um, getting your, your nutrients. Like the idea of that I grow, like I don't take vitamins, right? The idea that I grow my own multivitamin by taking 10 or 12 different seeds, yeah. grow them into sprouts and eat them, it's, it's like a miracle. But it's yeah. so simple, it's so obvious that. Did you ever read the book, um, Russell Conwell's it's a speech more than a book, but he wrote Acres of Diamonds. No. So this is a man who... We'll put a, the link in the podcast. If yeah, you'll find it. it yeah. Down, the story is, is everywhere on the internet, um, probably 20 years ago. Um, Acres of Diamonds, Russell Conwell um, talks about a man who's a farmer who wanted to be rich, sold his farm, traveled around the world looking for riches, never found them, threw himself into the, the sea and committed suicide, right? Terrible story. The, the person who bought his land, his farm, there was a, a stream that went through the farm and he saw a shiny object in it and it was a diamond. And then he looked and he found another diamond and another diamond. And it turned out to be one of the largest diamond finds in the history of, of the world. And all this time, this guy was living on this farm, living on acres of diamonds, 
but dissatisfied and traveled around the world or lost everything chasing something. And to me, sprouts are those diamonds. Seeds are these diamonds. Like we're sitting on them. They're right in front of our face. They're, they're one phone call, one trip to the store, one, uh, you know, Amazon, Sprout Man, True Leaf Market order away and you can get the seeds, you can get the empowered. And like, who, who would believe that eating sprouts could change your life? Well, I'm raising my hand. Like sprouts changed my life. It's oh, so amazing. If we want sprouts to change all of our lives. Yeah, they have the potential. Mm. It's it's whether you take the action, right? The universe rewards action, action. So just take action. <laughs> okay, so the people that are listening to this podcast, we're coming close to an end here. I know you guys don't want Doug to leave because he's so awesome. Um, what what are three things that we can do today, right now? Somebody's listening to this is really inspired and they want to take control of their health. What are three things that they can do to start their journey aside from already purchasing the Sprouts book? Yeah. So I think for one is I am not a big fan of YouTube and TikTok and all these highly um, addictive social things. But I will say there's a lot of information from years ago. Like I didn't create sprouts. All I did was like mine these diamonds that were in front of my face. I would say research the benefits, health benefits of broccoli sprouts. Will free Google search, right? Just do the free Google search, health benefits of broccoli sprouts. Okay? And then um so that would be one. Two, I would um, experiment and place an order for, uh, and you probably have a mason jar or a glass at home. Order some cheesecloth, organic cheesecloth. I like organic cheesecloth. And order organic sprouting seeds. And, you know, on my Instagram, at Doug Evans, I'm constantly putting up, sharing about sprouting for free, just out there for free. And then I think about setting a timer when you eat that may put intervals of bites, like maybe a minute in between every bite. And then you take a bite, you put the fork down, you reset the timer for another minute. So you slow down when you're eating. And while you're eating, think about where did this food come from? And if it came from a box that's probably not recyclable, that has words on it and ingredients that you cannot pronounce. And many of these things. Think about how can you simplify the number of ingredients? How can you have visibility and transparency into where did your food come from? And think about, are you eating this because it is in your destiny and your divinity that you are choosing this with the full intention of your being? Or are you eating this because it's convenient or someone else is selling it to you? Wow. 
I'm doing a clap right now. I'm just, I, yes, thank you so much. Those are really incredible prodding questions that we need to ask for everything. As you're saying that, I'm thinking, what was my last meal? Well, I had juice earlier. So I'm, I'm, I'm Tori and I are on a juice. We just started a juicing um, because we needed a reset, you know, from just being quarantined. But yes, those are really incredible questions. But then I think I'm like, oh my God, the plastic from press juicery, like the plastic, well, what are we going to do? You know, we have to recycle. Like, how do we, you know, it's, it's always such a interesting, you toe the line between making the best choices and how do we just continue to get better? I mean, how do we continue to get better? Uh, can I tell you the most difficult juice to ask yes. for you? Your, your listeners, I'm glad I'm saying it this at the end because if I would have said it at the beginning, I would have lost everything. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're okay. ready. We're ready okay. for this. You, you want you want to know the, yes. the Doug Evans method um, re- method for um, celery juice? Yes. You buy a whole head of celery, a whole bunch of celery, organic celery, and you chew it fifty times, a hundred times, till you get all of the water molecules, all of the juice out of the cytoplasm, out of the fiber. And then you spit out the the unremaining fiber of the remaining cell you need to get. And you make your juice using your molars and your teeth. And then you chew and you suck and you extract the juice from the fiber till there's not one drop of juice left and then the fiber you'll you'll try it this will be fun just you could do this this like you use your mouth as a juicer if you really want juice like that's what you would do and you will see that you'll get like 90 percent you know out and just a little bit there and i have to say if you do that um you'll probably feel inclined to consume that fiber anyway and you'll be okay so what I'm really getting at is chew your vegetables 50, 100, 200 times before you put more stuff in your, in your mouth. mouth. Yeah. And it's an interesting, interesting experiment. Wow. But that's so a Doug Evans. That's the, the we Doug like Evans that. juicer 2.0 <laughs> is your teeth. This is so good. So those of you that are willing to take the challenge, please let us know. Tag us on Instagram. Do a post about it. Let us know about how this goes for you. If you're willing to take the Doug Evans juicer challenge, um, I think it would be really, I think it would be really great. Okay. So we're down to our last question. I want to be respectful of your time. And I am again, just so, so incredibly grateful that you came out here to do this in person. A three and a half hour drive. <laughs> What's the problem? You guys, seriously, I owe Doug so much. Okay. So the final, before actually I ask you the final question, is there anything else that you want to share or do you want to let everybody, how they can get in touch with you or where to go for more information? Easiest way to get in touch with me is at Doug Evans, D-O-U-G-E-V-A-N-S on Instagram. So that's where I'm doing most of my things. My website for the book is called The Sprout Book. And if someone wants to, treat themselves to an immersion in the hot springs, they can go to 
Wonder Valley Hot Springs com or at Wonder Valley Hot Springs on Instagram. It's all by appointment, um, but accessible. And I think I just want to share that I'm a very simple person. Uh, my mom died of cancer. My father died of heart disease. I never went to college. I was a bad student. I was destined to go to jail or die at a very early age. I joined the military when I was 17 years old as a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne. And the Army taught me discipline, helped build confidence. And then read. Like, I love to read. So I read, and I choose very deliberately who I spend my time with. And now I'm a happy camper. I love that, Doug, so much. I mean, you really just answered that final question. Um, that is so inspiring. You know, I, I just am so moved by your story and just everything that you've created and done. I mean, it really is a testament to who you are as a person. And I, I think that's I'm going to tell incredible. you one other thing because I didn't answer your intuition. So, so the intuition thing and the attraction and manifestation part, everyone said, Doug, you're never going to meet someone living in a yurt in the desert, like in the middle of nowhere. And I said, I believe I will. And I met my wife in Wonder Valley Hot Springs. That she was, she had a business in Africa and she was traveling in the US. Um, she's from the Netherlands. She was in New York and then in LA. And then a friend of a friend said, hey, if you're in, you know, California, you should go visit Doug. And so this is just shows you like how mm -hmm. uninterested I was in looking for a relationship. I had her take the bus from LA to Palm Springs and I met her at the bus stop because like, I just was just doing my thing. And I was like, I'm not gonna drive all the way there. There's no other way. And when she came, I was just a good host. So I gave her the house with an air mattress to sleep in. I took her to the farmer's market. I, I took her to the park. I took her to the swap meet. And we ended up spending four days together. And, and then she left. And then we managed to see each other once a month for a year and a half. Wow. And then COVID came. The borders were closing, so she flew here on the last flight before um, they closed because. the border. And then 90 days, and we decided to get married. Doug, that is beautiful. So, and like, and literally the woman of my dreams. I mean, she's amazing. She's here too, by the way, guys. She's not in the room. She's not in with us, but she's but, in the she's yeah. in the house. She's in the house. But just the idea that I manifested that, um, you know, with everything that was going on. Wow. And here's another thing. She said, Doug, I don't want to live in the desert. If, if we're ever together, we're going to live in New York, L.A., or San Francisco. And, you know, you can have your place in the desert, but, you know, I, I don't want to be there. COVID came. 
and I look like a flipping genius. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I'm like... I look like a genius, right? Like no one around in any right. direction and all these beautiful things. And now she's like, oh my God, I love Wonder Valley. I love the desert. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. I want to bring all my friends here. So, yeah. so that's a level of being aligned with intuition, yeah. not trying hard. Like, and, and I'm not against, like, I think there's someone for everyone. And, and I encourage people to take whatever action they take, whether it's online dating or friends or mm -hmm. whatever. For me, it was me doing my thing in my habitat, my lab, which attracted um, my, my life partner. Yeah. And to me, it, it speaks to that level of alignment and clarity from just feeling in that vibration where you're just doing what you need to do. You know, you're in that, that space of connection. You're yeah. connected to what you're eating. You're connected to yourself. You're connected to the elements. I, I find it whenever I have been the most aligned and felt the most grounded, everything else just seems to work out. There's this like synchronicity that happens where everything just starts to come into alignment, you know? But if I don't feel good in my body, it makes it really difficult for me to discern whether I'm in alignment or not. That's true. Well, it's all a matter of choice, right? We can choose to be a victim. Yeah. Right. Or we can choose to be a victor. Mm -hmm. And it's not about motivation. It's about action. And it's taking action. So I have a predisposition to taking action. And now it's about taking action that's aligned with my purpose and my mission. And so sharing this message of sprouts and organic vegetables and the thing that drove me, really drove me on this mission was when I learned that the U.S. Dietary Guidelines recommend 7 to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables daily and that the average American was consuming less than one, then that was the wake-up call saying, well, what can I do? And so... Sprouts became the easiest thing to share, the the thing that was most powerful, that had only upside. Yeah. So that's that's the message. That's the mission. Mm. Getting it out there. So the final question then, and for the those of you that are listening, we will be giving away ten copies of the Sprout book for the first people that share this on Instagram. Um, we got the books on our own and we just want to give them away to somebody out there who just wants to um, read the book and help support and maybe start their sprouting journey. So the first 10 people to share this on Instagram, tag both myself and Doug and hopefully you win. Uh, final question. Uh, I started this podcast as a way to create a platform, a community for people to come together, to get inspired, to learn something new. The whole idea is that we are all radically loved by 
God, source, baby Buddha, universe, mother nature, whatever higher power that you believe in, that the universe works for us and not against us. And it stems from this ethos that we are all radically loved and radically supported. So the final question for you is, how do you feel radically loved? I feel loved in just so many ways. Like the fact that I get to walk in this human transport vehicle is like just all love, right? The, the fact that, you know, I'm 54, I just got married for the first time, right? At some point, like I thought, like it wasn't going to be love, right? I remember having a deep moment with, with my then girlfriend, now wife, and she was like, seeing the little boy in me, like wanting to be loved, like working so that I could be loved. Mm. And really like in this journey, like just feeling the, the love, no longer like working for it, but just feeling the love, feeling the abundance that I get to eat sprouts. Like I don't have to eat sprouts. I get to eat sprouts. I get to have the opportunity to meet you in person and to do this live where we don't have excuses of the call dropping and the Zoom and the other thing like, you know, and different audio settings and other things like we get to be in person. I get to meet you and Tori and, and your dogs. Like, I, I just feel so loved and so blessed every day. I. You know, I do Vipassana meditation, mm -hmm. right? 29 palms. 29. Well, I did mine in Tamil Nadu, India. So half in, um, half in um, Indian and half in English, which was a challenge of doing it, the bilingual um, part. But the idea that that course was free, free room, free board, free curriculum, free connection with these other meditators. And you learn a lot in this process of observing, no craving, no clinging, no aversion, no eye contact, no um, reading, writing, um, music, iPhone. Like the, the idea of just being with yourself like the fact that um, I feel loved, that um, that lineage existed for 2,600 years and was passed on to me, and that I got to do it, and that I had the awareness and the maturity to make the investment of time to go off and do that. So I feel loved in so many ways. Like, just I feel blessed, I feel loved, and you know, there's always that little part of me that just wants to go sit on the beach in Bali and eat coconuts and jackfruit and, and have fruit delivered. And, and I've tried that and I'm not happy doing that. Mm. I'm happy serving, like I'm happy serving. Thank you, wow. I just wanna take a moment again to just express my gratitude. Thank you so much for your work and for what you do. And I know how much content you put out there and. In all your careers, it's always coming from this 
basis of helping people. And I know that a lot of that has to do probably with just how you were raised, how you grew up, this idea of being of service. And you are a true testament to what it means to be of service. And I want to acknowledge that. And I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for coming and for being part of the show. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so happy. I'm just, this is like, I look forward to this. And I have to be patient and wait until it <laughs> Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.